You did it. You survived the off season, and now we're here again. But Kirby has clearly not heard our podcast because talking season don't stop. That's all we do. We got nothing but talking season. That's the stench of Spurrier. There hasn't been a quarterback since Tim Tebow that I have disdained as much as our boy Sam. There's not anything all that repulsive about him. It's just it's everybody else. When you get side-saddled next to Brent Musburger, you you done something wrong in life. I mean, lock up your daughters. Also, by the way, my whiskey budget does not have the room to play that drinking game, Daniel. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And Clint, fall camp is here. The wait is over. Golly, Daniel. There are people in pads. They are practicing six days a week. We have done it. We have survived the entirety of hell for sports fandom. If you're out there listening, just do 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 me a favor. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself a standing ovation mm-hmm. right now because you deserve it. You survived the off season, Clint. Well done to you. Same to you. You did it. You survived the off season, and now we're here again. And it's football season, Clint. Like I don't yep. care that there's not a game, a Georgia game on for several weeks. It's it's fo- we're in football season now. We are talking about the team. It's not spring ball. Okay, no. We're talking about the team. We are getting practice updates. We are listening to Kirby talk about the players that will suit up for our beloved Georgia Bulldogs this fall. Uh, football season is here. We we survived. You don't have to watch baseball anymore, friends. We've done it. We've done it. All right, maybe a little more baseball. But okay, still, come on. Just, We're still watching the Bravos play. All right. But, but, but still. Um, Clint, we got, there's, there's many things to talk about. We're, we're feeling a lot of feelings. If you're anything like me, yeah. you are just all up in your feelings as yeah. it relates to this team and fall camp. Because I don't know if you heard, uh, Kirby may have said talking season is over, but Kirby has clearly not heard our podcast because talking season don't stop. That's all we do. We got nothing but talking season. Listen, uh, do I know that Kirby hasn't heard our podcast? I yes, can't. I, do. I, I, yes, I can't I, say I, for course, certain. Of course I know that. Does it still hurt a little bit to hear you say Kirby hasn't heard our podcast? Yeah. It do, if I'm honest, it does a little bit. Also, um, I hate the term talking season, by yeah. the way. That's just a, it reeks of Steve Spurrier and anything yeah. that reeks of Steve Spurrier. It just, it, like, it, and by reeks of Steve Spurrier, I mean reeks of Coors Light. That's what I, that was obvious when I said that, right? Coors Light that has been dumped out of the bottom of a cooler after a week's long forgotten season. (laughs) Where it's just, no one can remember it. It's the spilled Coors Light in the bottom of the Yeti that you just somehow, like, oh man, was this down here? The whole time, the the ice melted and it like niched with it. (laughs) That's the Steve Spurrier smell. That's the stench of Spurrier. 
Um, well, I want to talk about uh, Kirby's presser. I want to talk about two days of practice, things that we are hearing, things that we're reading, things we're seeing, and uh, feelings that we're feeling. Uh, Clint, I believe should we do this before? Should we do this before fall camp, real quick? I did, have you been reading on the internet lately? Do you want to? Oh, I I did some more reading, and then I did some watching, and then I did some listening, and uh, I have a new I have a new favorite person, Daniel. Is it Sam Ellinger? No, <laughs> Sam, quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, soon to be Heisman Trophy winner. No, it's not him. Look, Sam Sam may win the Heisman. He may go on to ten wins. He won't. His, I, well, I'm, I said may. I, he okay. won't, but he may. Okay. Look, there is not. There hasn't been a quarterback since Tim Tebow that I have disdained as much as our boy Sam. And the thing is, he didn't really do anything to deserve it. It's all the other people that are just like. There's nothing all that offensive about Sam Ellinger, you know. There's not. There's not anything all that repulsive about him. It's just, it's everybody else that's the problem. Anyway, enlighten us, Clint, as to uh, what's, new... what's, flo- what's floating out there on the interwebs. Uh, I don't inter- internet well, but when I do, uh, Amal Shaw. I believe is how you say his name. A-M-A-L, last name Shaha, S-H-A-H. Okay. Uh, You've never heard of this guy because get this. No, get this. He's out in the desert of Las Vegas. Okay. That's, that's, you have my attention. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he is co-host of My Guys in the Desert with the person he will call the legend are you, are you ready for it? The legend okay. Brent Musburger. No. Yep. On. Yep, Daniel. He is co-host oh, of a talk show on. with the legend Brent Musburger. Uh, and Amal <sighs> was asked, Hey, Amal, what do you think about uh, college football quarterbacks? Specifically, what do you think about Jake Fromm? Okay. And here's, okay. what, Amal, here's what Amal had to say. I think there's 15 guys that could do what Jake Fromm is doing down in Georgia. I mean, to be fair, Amal, I don't, you know, I just, I know that Clint's here and he's trying to stir the pot. He's trying to generate a bunch of negative feelings towards you on our podcast amongst our listenership. But let me just be the voice of reason, listeners. Okay, I don't know if I can get to 15, but can I start? Sure. Let me just let me just yep. start right ahead. some off. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Uh, that's yep. a person who could easily do what Jake Fromm is doing down here. I agree. This is good. Georgia. This is good. Listen, I think you know, like there's, we I could at least I could think of a handful for sure of quarterbacks. If I was to, if I was to that exist in the world, yes. Yes, but if I was to specify down, let's say current college quarterbacks. Oh no, that's that's oh. just absolute nonsense. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's what Amal said. Now, again, uh, this is the kind of this is the kind of great sports writing we can expect out of this guy, Daniel. This is going to shock you. Who he thinks are the four best teams in the Pac-12? 
He thinks oh. he thinks USC and Utah are going to go neck and neck, and he doesn't know who's going to win out of that. He got to he got to four when counting up best teams in the Pac-12. He, but that, he, he that broke alone. He, he broke up North and South. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then he said, "Shocker of all shockers," but he didn't come down. He said, "And I think maybe somebody out of Oregon or Washington's going to win the North." Really? Okay. So that's so he thinks it's so he thinks it's not going to be Cal. Just to I, clarify. He correct. Thinks, correct. He thinks it will not be. Yeah. Cal. Okay. Great. Okay, so this is the this is the guy that my guys in the desert with the legend Brent Musburger. This is the kind of mm-hmm. great sports writing we can expect. Fifteen guys in college in college football that could do what Jake Fromm does. He says, "Yeah, I, I can think of fifteen guys in college football that can do what Jake Fromm's doing down there in Georgia. I could take fifteen and plug them in, no problem. They could do just fine in Georgia." I mean, I agree they could do just fine at Georgia. They can't be Jake but Fromm. They can't do what Jake Fromm's doing. We have talked. Ask Kirby if he wants fifteen guys. Mm-hmm. Just, how about mm-hmm. that? Maybe just just ask the man himself. Uh, listen, there's not Amal. Clearly, is uh, an elite evaluator of talent. Isn't he he's, ever? He's hitched his wagon to the legend Brent Musburger. When you get so, when you get side saddled next to Brent Musburger, you you done something wrong in life. Okay. I mean, lock up your daughters. Like, you know, just like don't everyone uh, be careful because that there, that man is a loose cannon like none other. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's nonsense. But it but it does transition us well into uh, what Kirby does think about yeah. the actual players on our team. Yes, he does. And yeah. uh, we got the old. We got the old pre-fall camp presser. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty classic Kirby opening statement, and then the let the questions begin. Uh, Clint, what was your favorite moment in the entire uh, Kirby Smart presser? Uh, I think I think every time he had to educate reporters on what they were saying and what they were asking was my favorite part of the presser. Um, It's astounding to me that these reporters are covering University of Georgia, and he has to be the one to correct them every single time. Uh, Like, I think, I I forget who who it was that asked the question about all the new faces coming in on the different position groups. And Kirby had to say, we we got the same guys coming back. You you know... You know that we have the same, like, yes, we lost wide receivers, but are you talking defense? You, oh, you mean I believe, the... I believe that was, a, that was a question about the secondary. Yeah. You, 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 mean, the, you mean the guys that we got? Okay, we lost, yeah. We, we lost one guy. One outstanding who did, talent who who's, who's a legend. Who game. Right. Who didn't? That's it. The same guys are coming back. Oh, you mean that turnover? Okay, let me, let me think about that before I answer your stupid question. You wouldn't play a fun drinking game, Clint. <laughs> Uh, you the the Kirby Smart press conference drinking game is every time he says "you guys" in reference to the media, like you take yourself a drink and you it was four the count was four in yeah. this in this press conference. Uh, things like "you guys" are going to write stories about such and such and such and such, and it's always followed up with a but here. But in here, 
this is how we do this. You yeah, guys no. are going to call so-and-so out. You guys are going to say that so-and-so's whatever. Uh, yeah, it was four in this opening press conference, and it never gets old. It never gets Fantastic. old. Also, by the way, my whiskey budget does not have the room to play that drinking game, Daniel. You gotta switch to the cheap. You gotta switch to the spurrier stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, my favorite moment in the press conference. Shout out to your boy Chip Towers, mm. Clint. Shout mm. out to Chip. Hard to hear. They need to pass some microphones out, by the way. At or at least on the video, just put a scrolling, like, who's saying it and what they're saying real quick. I, I don't know. Give me Something. a closed caption. Give me a CC, okay? Uh, but I could hear I could hear old Chip, your friend, my friend, long-time friend of the program, Chip mm-hmm. Towers. Um, do you remember the question that Chip asked? It was about Demetrius Robertson. Oh, yeah. And... Um, Asked about something, I don't know, what he needed to do to live up to Kirby's standard or something or whatever. And Chip, it didn't take him long. He got the first, the season's first, those are your words, not my words from Kirby. Which that's, like, that's a tally that you run throughout the entire season. And it'll get into double figures easily. Oh, by, by the time, week four. By the time we reach SEC play. It'll be in, it'll be in double figures. The But Chip got the first one. Those are your words. Not, like, don't try to tell me how I feel about things, first of all. And then Chip proceeded to get an explanation of what a depth chart is and how it works because he was asking about Demetrius Robertson and Kirby. Kirby literally said, in order to play, what you have to do is you have to be better than the people who are playing in front of you. And then he said, which means that if you... To be in the first three, the starters at wide receiver, what you have to do is you have to be one of the three best wide receivers. And then Kirby said, and if you want to be in the first six, then you have to be one of the six best wide receivers. And Demetrius wasn't one of those last year. So that's why he didn't play. It's not because he didn't live up to some imaginary standard I had because there were better football players in front of him last year. So that's how football works, in case you were wondering, Clint. That's, that's I, how I was very happens. curious because sometimes I do wonder uh, if coaches are back there making backroom deals with the depth chart and they're not thinking to themselves, how do I get the best players out there, but rather saying, how do I get the most alphabetically nuanced roster going on here? Uh, what, would, they, what would upset the fan base the most? What can I do correct. that? Who cares about winning the games? That's not nah. what you do. That's that's Herm Edwards' talk. We're not interested in that. Um, uh, another moment that I really uh, loved, Clint. Um, shout out to your boy Trey Hill. Mm. He, got a, he, he got a little pub in this. Uh, let me tell you some things that I heard about Trey Hill. Thing number one was Trey Hill has the same weight and yet a lower body fat. Now, Clint, I'm not a doctor. Okay. This is duly noted really quick, just for everybody that was curious. Don't Daniel, take medical, don't take medical advice for me. But what do you think that means about Trey Hill? Less, same weight, uh-huh. less body fat. What, 
does that mean he's like holding bricks? Yeah. Or what? Where is? Where does that? What is all that weight coming from? Did his bones grow somehow in the? Uh, it seems like Trey Hill might be getting a little stronger, Clint. It seems to me that Trey Hill has dedicated himself to dominating SEC defensive linemen. Uh, I was just about to ask you, Clint, is is that great news if you are like a Notre Dame defensive tackle? Is that great news for you? No. Okay, so let me get this straight. We have a bunch of angry, big men. That's, Mm -hmm. again, again, Sam Pittman... He don't he don't look at you unless you sniffing no. over three fifteen. Okay, so three, yeah, three twenty five is like a minimum. Cut off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Six six two. No thanks. Six three. Sure, we'll talk. Maybe. Let's maybe let's maybe text. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's begin there. Uh, do these guys like pushing other people around? Yes. And you told me that a already big, already nasty, already talented guy lost weight that does nothing for him but hold him back an added weight that does nothing but pulverize people more oh, okay trey hill was just a boy last year that's what that's that's what you have to remind yourself of this is an 18 year old kid yeah who's now a year older a year stronger a year more educated in the system and listen this this kid did he beat out anybody for, for the reps that he got last year? I mean, did he just elevate himself ahead of some established players and some, some would say, more talented, more highly vaunted freshmen that yeah. were also in his class? Did he did he beat anybody out for those reps last year? And is he... I mean, we this kid, you might want to look out. Because yeah. let me tell you what... Uh-huh. Let, me, let me tell you what else I heard about Trey Hill. I heard, and Kirby just sort of slid this in at the end... I heard he's going to be calling out a lot of protections for us with Jake. Now, listen, do you know what that means? Of course, the center is going to be calling out offensive line protections. Clint, that's not news to anyone who knows anything about football. Of course, part of the center's job is to identify, you know, the Mike linebacker and and what the defensive line is doing and to, to be alerting, to work with the quarterback and be alerting people of different things that are happening on each play. Do you know what I heard out of that? Hmm. Is that Trey Hill is the starting center, and that yep. that's that's just a we're not even going to, because listen, does Kirby like to name starters? Clint, is that what he's into? Is he into that's that? not he has not made a practice of giving us any indication of who will start before any game that week, much less before we even break camp. Are there any other candidates? center on this team are there offensive linemen at all out there who one might speculate might be sniffing at the center job and yet kirby is not he's not saying it's an open competition no he's not saying we're gonna see how they perform he's not that's he talked about trey hill the same way he talked about jake Fromm, clint as just a this guy's good and uh this is what this is what we expect him to do. That's that's a, that was news to that was an eyebrow raise for me. Uh, it was a it was a drop. It was not a subtle hint. It was a declarative, quick statement, and then he moved on from it. Uh, it is an eyebrow raise because again, uh, other notes have Cade Mays ahead of Ben Cleveland on first team reps. 
mm-hmm. this practice, first couple of practices that media's been out there. So uh, all the talent we have on offensive line, there's some things that are brewing that are very, as you said, eyebrow-raising indeed. Uh, Daniel, something that, again, uh, the barn doors have, uh, the hooves are kicking through. The wood is barely holding together. Okay. It's, it's time to just take an axe to that. Can, can we dude. just can we just burn the whole damn thing down? Because did you take hear did you hear the normal Kirby pessimistic attitude about this defense that I have grown accustomed to over the years? I did not. I did not, what? Daniel. I did now, not hear it. Now, hearing things is one thing. Not hearing things is another. And Kirby has not shied away in the past of criticizing his, and it is his defense because he's a defensive Mm -hmm. guy, um, criticizing his defense. And I didn't hear that one single time. As a matter of fact, I heard the continual message of Havoc plays and guys that are going to just crush on the outside and bring pressure constantly in the run and the pass. Uh, Daniel, I screw caution uh my expectations and hopes for this defense are just skyrocketing and if you're telling me i get a a jake Fromm experience i get this running back stable i get this offensive line and i get this defense that my head coach is not nervous about as the first couple practices happen oh no oh no listen there's no place there's no place for caution here that's Mm. not what we're trying to build in this in this uh, space, this is not a forum for cautious behavior. Okay, let's just let's get that out of the way right now. Uh, Clint Kirby's out here. Kirby's out here talking about the ethos of our team uh-huh. and 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 building. The all we care about is building identity in fall camp. Talking about how the plays that we call doesn't matter compared to who we are. As a mm-hmm. and he's out here philosophizing on the on the podium this it just there's a there's an air about kirby in this press conference that he's thinking about bigger things oh yeah with this team like he's he knows mm-hmm. that it's time that mm-hmm. things are that, that it's time for things to start happening and has he been around a couple of championship caliber teams I can't even remember. It's hard to even say. It's hard to remember if he can it's evaluate that say. kind of standard well. No. Uh, speaking of the defense, Clint, let me let me give you another nugget that caught my ear, uh, and it's related to the defensive lineman. Mm. Got a question about freshman defensive lineman. There's about there's a handful of them. Yeah, four. I think you and I would both say that. Uh, Defensive line is at least being talked about outside as uh, an area of potential concern. Uh-huh. And um, Kirby made a statement when when asked to talk about the freshman, and he obviously said, I don't know, I haven't seen him practice, you know, blah, 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 same as always. But he said, he made a statement about how it's going to be very difficult for any of those players to beat someone out that's ahead of them week one, mm-hmm. which... Like, okay, we get that. And then he said, what it's our job to do as coaches is to evaluate who has the potential to pass someone that's ahead of them by week five or six. And then he parlayed that sentence right into a sentence 
about evaluating who gets on the bus mm. to go to Vandy. Did you hear that? I did. Did you hear? Clint, I think especially as it relates to freshman defensive linemen, but as it relates to the whole team, that travel list mm. going to Vandy, Clint, I can't That's wait to get my hands on that thing. I cannot wait to get my hands on that thing. Because there's going to be a defensive lineman or two that go to Vandy that don't play. But you're going to know that that's who the coaches think is going to be playing. By week five or six. By the time we get towards the middle of the season. That's going yep. to be that is going to be a fascinating document when, uh, when that comes out. Very eagerly anticipating. Yeah. Uh, and my, la- my last little nugget is just for all of you, if you haven't learned – Kirby speech yet. You're doing a great job, Daniel, on finding those little nuggets because you have to be... He gives you... One of the rules in life that I believe is if you listen long enough, people will tell you everything you need to know. It's not... People want to tell you things. And they they do. They always tell you. Let them run. And what better way for the head coach just to get a microphone and be forced to do press conferences where he has to talk up there. Go for it. Um, In between every sentence, he's just looking over at Claude asking if, like, can I leave now? Nope. No. Nope. nope. You're going to make me stand up here for a long time. Okay. okay. Well, all right. I guess we're here. By the way, my watch is running. You said 20 minutes, and it's – I'll know when 20 minutes is up. Um he said something about practices, and he was talking about yardage. He said, yeah, it's really hard coming off of summer. We're running 2,000 or 2, 3,000 yards a, a day, and now we're going to five or six. Guys are getting up mm-hmm. there. It's I taking remember. a toll on them, right? I um, remember that. Uh, and so really quick, here's, here's the lesson, and then I have another uh, off of that. Here's the lesson off of that. Then he said, of course, uh, we are only allowed – we have to give them the allowed one day a week off, all right? That's right. Now, I heard that. Okay, you heard that too. Okay, now again, this is this is your clue, uh, Georgia fan. This is just an example of later on to apply this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirby is is putting his foot down and saying, "I comply with all things rules. Don't mess with me, and I will I, I will follow him." Okay, NCAA. Okay, other people who do bend the rules and break the rules. That's not what we're about. We're following everything. Okay, he he tells you outright. It's a jab at other people who don't follow the rules. And Kirby is making sure you all know, hey, don't, don't again, don't put words in my mouth. And I'm doing everything I those need are, to do. Those are your words, Chip, not my those words. Those are yours, not mine. Okay. Don't. So I did say we're practicing, we're practicing a lot. We're, we see these guys every day. Except, let me throw a disclaimer at that. We take the one day a week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's just a lesson for you, but uh, mm-hmm. for you all listening. But the thing that I heard off of the five to 6,000 yards of practice running, Daniel, mm-hmm. two things come to mind. mind. Two things come to mind. One, uh, if, if players don't have a stomach to last the whole entire game and whole entire season, they ain't going to get through fall camp with Kirby. Okay, first thing, real no. quick. Second thing, five to 6,000 yards. I need to know the equation that's on his whiteboard that he worked up with Scott Sinclair and all the rest of the guys to say, what is the, how far can we push these guys? Because what's the total amount of yards that we run in a game come week 10, come SEC? What is that? I want to know what he's working on to know that equation, that five or 6,000 yards today is equating something in the future because what he is laying, he's laying the groundwork for a long 
haul grind that is not short-sighted. He has so many plans. Like to your point, he's he's mm-hmm. thinking bigger things than just mm-hmm. hey, we have we got we got uh, Vandy, and then you know we got to take care of business against Arkansas State. He's He's not there, people. He's not thinking that way at all. This is not this is not a coach who is trying to install a playbook. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to install a system. No. He all he cares about right now is like he's like to his exactly what he said, creating adversity. Just what you said. And it's very simple. You create adversity by making it hard so that you want to kill yourself. Like that's that's how you create adversity. The sh- the sunshine in Georgia in August creates Crazy adversity. That, that's that's adversity. If you've ever felt it, then you know that is death warmed over. Yeah. Uh, this is, but that's the beauty of of Kirby in this. There's no, you know, there's no freshman quarterback claim. Do you know? Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear, I hear, do you hear the? Saying. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? There's no freshman offensive lineman, Clint. Mm. Nope. There's um. There's no true freshman tailback that's expected to be a heavy contributor. There is one, but uh, th- that's expected to be in the top four of the rotation. There's there's only two freshman wide receivers of the twelve. There's one freshman tight end who's not expected to contribute. No. There's no freshmen who are expected to be in the heavy rotation in the secondary. No. There's what we just talked about, defensive line. There's not going to be any freshmen early in the season in the heavy rotation in the defensive line. Maybe you get a linebacker or two. Possibly. But this is... This is a different kind of team that we're looking at. The culture is set. The standards are set. People don't have to come in and think to themselves, oh, man, I wonder wonder what Kirby's thinking today. I wonder how he's going to treat us at the – no, 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 no. Those days are gone. The culture has been established. The standard is set. And Kirby now gets to kind of look at them and say, all right, is phase one complete? Have we taken lift? Great. I got other things I want to get to. Let's get to them. And it's – Oh, it's thrilling. It's exciting. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Speaking of freshmen, one last note from me. Uh, did you Kirby did mention oh. your boy, your boy, oh. James oh. Cook. Did you oh. hear? I heard. Did you hear about James? I heard. Uh, I believe the quote was, we had packages for him last year, and sometimes he wasn't able to execute it. Yep. But again, Kirby doesn't – Kirby – he does not have any problem saying what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Clint, Kirby is—he t- wants to tell you something. He and if your name, if, if your name is James Cook, here's what he wants to tell you: <laughs> learn the effing playbook. What he like just said is, James, you could have had seven touchdowns last year. We were, we were ready. We were ready. Had you just known where B gap was, bro? That's all. I, had we, that's all you had to do. All, that's all we need you to do. Just know that that's the slot, and here's what the <laughs> slot man does on on this play. Um, uh, uh, but the other side of that coin, Clint, is 
big things from James Cook this year. I mean, listen. Daniel, real quick, I'm going I'm to hit you with a real quick, quick hitter. Over, under 10 yards per carry for James Cook this year. <laughs> for the season? For the season. Nah, it's going to be, it's going to be, that's, that'll be under. If you had said 8.5, you might have, uh, you might have tempted me. Well, I'm, 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 I'm shooting high. I got high <laughs> expectations of James Cook this year. <laughs> Learn that playbook. He's going to have 11 yards of carry? That's not... Well, why not? You get he's getting the ball seven times a game. He better get seventy yards out of that. Goodness, um, Clint, give me just take take a Kirby Smart press conference, <laughs> mix it together, uh-huh. put it in a blender, and mix it together with videos of of guys in in shorts and pads popping each other. Uh, DBs drop practicing dropping back, turning their hips and jumping up and catching a ball, with with intermixed with shots of Kirby hands on his knees, bent mm-hmm. over, staring holes in players as mm-hmm. he watches them just whistle hanging around his thing. Mix all that together, make a cocktail out of it, and and just do me a favor and inject it directly into my bloodstream because I am here. For all of it. I, for every last second of it. I can't get enough of it. SEC Network is the predominant channel on my TV now. Uh, I have rewatched games. Uh, my viewer, my history browser is showing all. I, I'm reading guys that, I mean, where are these guys coming out of the woodwork? Like they put down the plumbing business because it's football season and now they're mm-hmm. writing. They're beat writers uh-huh. all of a sudden. I'm reading them. You know why? Because doesn't I, matter. I don't care. Also, I need to shake the hand of the department head who is over the hype videos for UGA football. I need to shake that person's hand. You need to shake their hand. I need to plead with them. Possibly kidnap one of their children and hold them for ransom. I'd say, give me, give me five times as many of these. All I don't of them. care. I don't care what you have to do. I don't care if you put out one an hour. No. From the same practice. Just give me... Give me if, more they're, if they're if they're thirty them. seconds long, even if you took if you just give them thirty second bites and you just slowly trickled them throughout the entire week, every single hour on the hour, thirty seconds in your mobile van, get it out there, put it on the back of the end zone, and work those interns to death because those are absolute gold. Do you know on Twitter when you pull one of those videos up, if you click on it so that the sound comes on, which obviously you have yeah. to do, um, you know it'll just start playing again. Oh yeah. After it finishes the first, I average about twenty to thirty times per video. You know, you just and when they when they lay that Kirby when they bring his audio up to full blast as mm-hmm. the as the shots are mm-hmm. on Monty Rice, you know, hitting somebody. Oh my gosh, I just uh, chills. Oh, it's so good, Daniel. We're, give, again, give we're some, here. Somebody need somebody needs to win an Oscar. For that, for that. <laughs> we're here guys. at least a daytime about, emmy i mean maybe not Oscar, don't talk but at to least me about the... cinematography unless it has to do with the georgia football hype video that's <laughs> that's cinematography you so. keep you keep avatar whatever keep it i don't it. care you can have it um uh all right clint before we get out of here real quick um a couple programming notes mm-hmm. um uh, we're about to get into our position group breakdown yeah, we, we are. are going to give out position group ratings 
Now, not rankings. We're not going to rank position groups. Any idiot could do that. Uh, we were the idiots that did that last year, I think, Daniel. These these idiots are kicking it up a notch. Okay. Okay. Uh, we are going to give a rating, a 1 to 100 rating, of how much we love each position group on our team. Um, <clears throat> those will begin to come out uh, hopefully later this week. And by the time we get to the end of fall camp, we will have gone through the entire roster all I think we've got it broken down into 11 different position groups. Mm-hmm. We will have gone through the entire roster, and we will have asked each other our burning question for each position, and we will have given our, our Madden-style rating for each position group. So uh, we're going to begin to get into that. We're going to obviously be back uh, throughout fall camp talking about everything that we see and hear um, uh, along the way. Real quick yep. before we get out of here, Clint, um, uh, i got to I got to... A note on the schedule. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, but Georgia plays football games coming up. Uh, and those are actually scheduled out ahead of time. You can actually look and 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 see who it is that we're playing before the games start. Um, and so I've done that. I've gone ahead and looked at the schedule. We've talked about it on this podcast before. <laughs> I'm really but glad you have done that. Had an interesting had, had an interesting observation. Okay. Across my desk as it related to the schedule, not not in relation to who we play, who but other in relation play. to who other people play, uh-huh. who play us. Oh, I like this. You did Specific. some cross referencing, Daniel. You got up all SEC. the The matrix, a, the matrices came out, and you cross referenced. Right. This is great. That's I right. love this. I used a spreadsheet. I used a spreadsheet, and I was Abacus. able to to tabulate uh, using some sort of a rubric rubric uh, no here's 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 what I'm saying I'm, I've, I've made an observation and I need you to uh-huh. tell me is this a big deal or is this not a big deal okay because I think I think to me it's bordering on on big deal Georgia plays uh, Georgia plays four teams. This coming season, uh, who are who are coming off a bye the week before playing Georgia? Mm. Okay, uh, four games out of the twelve game, one, exactly one third of the teams that Georgia plays this coming football season will not have played a game the weekend before. They play the University of Georgia. Would you like to know who the teams are? I do. Uh, the first one is the week that we play at Tennessee. Tennessee oh. is coming off a bye. Okay. The second one is the Florida Gators. Yeah. The third one is the week right after the Florida Gators when we play Missouri. Yeah. And the fourth one is the week right after that when we play the Auburn Tigers. Also, will be coming off a bye. Clint, I ask you, is that something that Georgia fans should be beginning to feel some concerned feelings about? Uh, no, here's why. That feels like a tough draw, doesn't well, it? That, well, that feels like kind of a... Let's go team by team. That's a tough draw. That is a tough draw. And I think one of them ought be concerning. 
possibly two that's borderline concerning. One that is concerning, let's just let's let's go week by week because the week before Tennessee, we actually have the same bye week. So that's we right. play Notre Dame, we have a bye week, Tennessee has a bye week, we play each other on the fifth of October. Okay, so that, that feels good to me. Uh, Florida, we also have a bye week off of coming off of Kentucky. So Florida, that's Georgia, right. bye week. Okay, that's great. Uh, I'm telling you, again, uh, SEC Media Day had Missouri ranked third or preseason to come in third. Uh, Missouri is a good team. Uh, I'm growing nervous about that game, just so we're all fully aware. I'm, I'm I mean, growing. You want to talk about growing, sandwich game? Very nervous. Sandwich game? You want to talk about trap game? You want to talk about Florida the week before, Auburn the week after? We got no buys left for the rest of the season. We're in the no. stretch run. Uh, coming off the game against our biggest rival, going into the game against our second biggest rival on the schedule. And here comes Missouri to town, and they've been doing nothing for 13 days but preparing for Georgia. Correct. Yep. That's 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 a lot of, that's a that's a giant Yeah. That is a a racquetball size knot in my stomach and it's beginning to swell. Yeah. The uh November 9th uh, is going to be very crucial. Look, the Auburn game was always going to be difficult. Always going to be difficult. Okay. At Auburn, you think? Do At we do, Auburn. Do we do, do, we do well at Auburn? Uh, that's going to be a, a catastrophically huge game. We knew that ahead of time. Uh, look, first of all, I don't – Gus, don't scare me. That stadium scares me. I think I have a little bit of shock from that stadium. I don't even know who the quarterback is yet. Uh, so that one Gus is – Gus doesn't know who the quarterback yeah. is yet. So it's, Gus, Gus won't get for weeks. Um, Gus won't till like week four till somebody yeah. explains to him what football is. <laughs> what, a, what a quarterback does. No, voice. Coach, we have actually installed the forward pass. It is Just a that. legal thing that we have now installed to play. We can do this. You can – you can do more than run the zone read, Coach. Now they they've changed the rules where you can yeah. actually you can I do mean, something. We can laugh at that, but do you remember the zone read just ramming down our throat for for four quarters the last time we were in Jordan Hare? I'd rather not. Yeah, I'd rather not too. Uh, November 9th, Missouri coming off a of bye, playing us sandwich game. Got a good quarterback, up and coming talent all around them. I am nervous for that game. Yeah. Full. Four teams coming off a bye. I think that's not that's not to be overlooked. It's not nothing. I I agree with you. We it's nice that we have a bye in addition on, on the weeks of Tennessee and Florida. Um, but yeah, that the fact that Auburn won't be playing the week as if we need another reason. I know to uh, to be nervous going into that game. I just don't. Ugh. That's a lot of that's a lot we of may- things. And then yeah. You know what I'm going to do? The week of Missouri, whatever the point spread is, it's going to be stupid. It's going to be way out of bounds. As if uh, we beat Florida, for sure. It if we be. beat Florida, it's going to be way out of bounds. And I would probably look at taking the under on that uh, point spread. Taking because, the under or taking Missouri? Uh, 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 yes, taking the. We're not going to. We're not going to cover the spread. Taking um, Missouri plus yeah, the points. Plus the points. We're not going to be. That might be a 1916 game, uh, and I'll. I'll take it at this point because I don't even. I don't care. think either of us. I don't think either of us on the podcast have ever given out Georgia's opponent as a lock. Uh, well, no, can I, we I, verify I, that? 
And no, we've never given the, out. I don't we've think we've never given out Florida or a, a Florida game or something like that as a lock. Uh, no, but if, I'm saying if, if if you give out Missouri as a lock, no, I'm not that, giving that. I'm on. not giving that out as a lock. I'm not saying that's a lock. I'm just saying I'm looking at it. Whatever that point spread is, because it's going to be lun- it's going to be lunacy. Whatever it is, it sounds like you're considering giving it out as a lock. So I'm, I just don't stop. Don't hey. That's what that's what that's, the people heard. That's, not- that's you all right, Daniel. That's your story that you're writing. Okay. I mean, you're the one that says Zamir White can never play football again. So I don't hey. know what I don't know what more you want. When did like, when know. did that come in? <laughs> Uh, which, by the way, did you see? Did you see Big Old Three running around in videos, Daniel? There's just there's some guys on this team that I'm I'm legitimately afraid for for what's going to happen to somebody from Murray State. You know, like oh. just I'm I'm legitimately afraid that we're going to have a situation where a cart's going to be on the field, yeah. not for like a kickoff or something, but just for a normal. Somebody just went in for a tackle. And yeah, for, for ended, a six-yard gain. It just ended real poorly for yeah. everyone involved. Uh, let's hope Let's hope not. T's and P's for Murray State <laughs> and their inside linebacking core. Because it's not. I don't know anything about Murray State, but let me tell you this right now. Middle linebacker is uh, wearing 59. He's 5'11", 215. <laughs> Somebody... If you if you're out there and you live in the great state of Kentucky, there's nothing great about the state of Kentucky. By the way, no. if you're out there and you live in the state of Kentucky and you have any access to the Murray State program, buy the buy the middle linebacker a neck roll before this game. So, just you know what, just get him the one that's like the plastic sheet that comes up above the. It's like a convertible. It's like the seat on a convertible that's got that big <laughs> iron ring. So in case you roll that thing over, your head doesn't get smacked. That's what that that's what that kid needs to be wearing. In this, oh in this gosh, game. man! Uh, all right, that's it. That's it for this episode. We're gonna jump out of here. We will be back with the beginnings of our position group ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, we we will be back with more fall camp thoughts. We will be back with all kinds of goodness to get us through the next. Uh, what are we like three weeks? Are we are three weeks till game week? We are so close. I think we're three weeks until it's officially the week of a game. By the way, really quick, uh, I went on Murray State's <laughs> website. Uh, the largest linebacker is 230, and there's a kid, Eric Samada, who's 5'11", 214, redshirt sophomore. I, you, and he is number 53. That. He's number 53. I am praying Eric Samada is the starting inside linebacker for Murray State. Come on, 53. T's and P's to Mr. and Mrs. Samada as you have to watch that game. So we're, we're sorry about your loss. Sorry about your loss. Uh, um, all right. We will be back uh, later on with more to talk about. And we will talk to you guys then. See you.